Hey, baby. Hey. Naomi and Andy here with yep. a quick cue slash request. Yes. So, okay, Acast is doing these audience surveys, okay? We put the link in the show notes. The link is going to be in the link tree on our on Instagram and everything like that. Here's the thing, Naomi. Yeah. You know, we're already pretty choosy about the ads right. that we allow on the show. No weapons manufacturers. Raytheon, get out of here. Yeah. Screw off, Raytheon. But we want to make sure that the ads are kind of tailored to y'all. Right. Okay? Right? Say you want to hear ads for a different world DVD box sets. We need to know that. We, we need can to go out that. to them. We can get the word <laughs> out. But we only can get the word out if you give us the word. So you got to fill out the survey. It is quick, quick, quick. And it just lets us know if the ads you're hearing are the right ads for you. Yeah. So get on over to the show notes where that link is or the Couples Therapy link tree and fill out that quick survey so we can pass the word on to ACAST. All right. Roll it. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Open your hearts and loosen your butts, because it's time for Couples Therapy. Yeah, this podcast is Andy and Naomi's Where they can both laugh and hang with all their homies Talking excellent vacationing with brunches and cuddling To messy situationships and conscious and coupling From Netflix hookups to single them with some Hulu Text sex regrets or feeling on your new jubu They gon' talk about it, ah, yeah you are about it, ah Needing therapy, I guarantee baby we got it It's Hello, everyone, and welcome to Couples Therapy. My name is Naomi. My name is Andy. And we're a real-life couple. A real-life couple of comedians. And on Couples Therapy, we answer a couple of different questions from a couple of different listeners. Woo! Coming yes. to you on a Thursday. Loving life. Well, you're listening to this on a Tuesday. But we are coming to you on a Thursday. You see what I'm saying? I'm letting them know <laughs> the time travel element, where we're at when we're bringing them in. Yeah, if you want to figure out what's going on in the news to see how depressed we are, you can fi- you can go back and look at whatever happened last Thursday. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, oh, boy. They're going through it. We're but, having it. But, but um, wait till they get to Monday. <laughs> <laughs> they're really going to be in the dumps then. I'm also in the dumps. I gotta say this, Naomi. You gotta. I gotta say this. Uh, I'm not a sentimental person, but there was like a chair of my grandmother's. This mm-hmm. like velvet armchair that uh, I, I, I think of fondly when I think of my grandmother. And uh, after she passed away, uh, we put it in our 
uh, my parents put in their guest room, mm-hmm. our guest room, as if like I still live there. But it's okay. But uh, and then um, so my sister and I were both in B'nai B'rith Youth Organization BBYO. Okay, break it down. And uh, you can just say some randos. I <laughs> it was a Jewish youth group, and I don't know why I wanted to join it. It's not like I fit in. It was very much like. Uh, I don't know, just like people who are not into the same things I was into. And the only thing that linked us was the fact that we all had had bar and bat mitzvahs, <laughs> b'nai mitzvot. But uh, <laughs> some of the, like they would have conventions and <laughs> every quarter and some, <laughs> what, what are you laughing at? Because you are giving us so much additional information that's not necessary. Like literally, <laughs> the amount of information you are explaining is so not necessary for the issue. Uh, the gist. The now, gist. Now, Judaism was a religion <laughs> that was started around five thousand years ago. <laughs> uh, Jewish youth organizations were started in an attempt. Anyway, wait, they would have these every every quarter in different cities, and one time, and and then you would like have some of the kids sleep over with you. So they had some kids sleep over in our house. Yeah, and these little morons were like, "Oh, we're away from home," and they snuck like alcohol. Yeah, in, in their like little crappy like Kool Aid or whatever, and then okay. accidentally spilled it on this chair. Yep, ruined the the cushion, mm-hmm. and my parents threw the cushion away, and then I always had this dream someday i'm like if i ever have the money mm-hmm. i'm gonna refurbish this chair yeah this chair i think so fondly of. yeah get that fresh new cushion yes so uh, my dad calls me today and he's like hey uh there's this thing from your grandmother's house these like disgusting lamps that you wanted when you were a kid do you still want them and i was not his words but no like, i know <laughs> i over some of the thing i don't understand is like how old were you when you like these lamps Oh, let's see here. She passed away when I was 12. So 12. So it's like the fact that you even asking about you like these lamps that are ugly Uh when you were 12. (laughs) Do you want these? We've all agreed are ugly lamps as a grown ass man. Yeah. If I had the same kind of (laughs) if I had the same kind of taste I had when I was a child, I'd be wearing Ocean Pacific (laughs) T-shirts and these like god awful cargo shorts <laughs> with like three thousand pockets. Andy, you're too petite for a cargo short. Yeah, I know. I mean, <laughs> you cannot pull up a cargo short. I know they're not cool anymore, but I gotta wear my skinny jeans. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta have my gams looking skinny, Naomi, because I know you love skinny gams, and I'm like, I gotta look good for my wife. <laughs> I know you love skinny gams. So he calls me, and I'm like, yeah, no, I don't think I would ever. I don't know even know what we would do with them if we yeah. had them. Like, yeah, of course. Uh, and then I'm like, you know, the only thing I ever really wanted for grandma's apartment was that velvet chair. Long pause. <laughs> oh, long pause. Ba- you know if there's the long pause yeah. that you're about to hear something you don't want to hear. Absolutely. No one ever, no one ever has a long pause and then is like, Oh great! Right. You know what? <laughs> if you want, we can hire a mover, and you can, we can you can have it right out in your apartment in Los Angeles. It's never anything like that. Nope. It's always long pause, and then, yeah, I had someone haul that away on Monday. Literally, oh. so like, di- I didn't think to yep. check with me, which is fine. I mean, I don't know why he might think to check with me, but I didn't think he was throwing why, it out. But also, why would he check with you about ugly lamps? <laughs> That's what I don't like. It's like you check with me on some ugly lamps, but you wouldn't check with me on the chair <laughs> that you kept for 30 years. For decades. Yeah. So 
you kept for 30 years. So, you know, it, it don't make it make sense. Make it make sense. It's kind of how I feel about it. Like that was the th- the like he's like oh you know this chair it's very you know someone could refurbish it if you want I think he still thinks of me my parents still think of me in general as if I was like twenty and d- don't have my shit together I didn't think of you if you fucking fourteen what you ask <laughs> I can't get over this ugly lamp you liked when you were eleven that's what I feel like. I feel like they think of you as like a young which is why they're but it's funny though because you know. We talk a lot about how your parents will say that you, this is honestly Patreon material. This is what we kind of do at the page. <laughs> By the and way, so the fact that we're giving yes. you, consider this a sneak peek. This is a taste of what the Patreon is, okay? The Patreon is us bringing the real, okay? Uh-huh. And talking about our personal journey. So if you do have any interest, you can go to patreon.com slash couples therapy pod and get two episodes of this every month. Yes. But let I me stay on say, task. It also really helps support the show, but go on. But it's funny because, you know, your parents, often joke about you being weird 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 but then like when i like they're weird <laughs> and so it's just like so funny because it's like y'all weird too he got it from you like you project it you project it because you be a weird because the monologue about how ugly these lamps were that's what i heard from the other room <laughs> i heard they're so ugly we didn't want naomi to see them well their whole thing is always too that like like and i don't know why they do this but they're like like that somehow like anything that you find out about me would scare you away yes but but again because they have this vision of me as a 12 year old or whatever but do you see the weirdness there that it was like these lamps are so ugly we didn't even want naomi to see them or else she might walk away what are you talking about that's weird and so i've decided that when they call you weird it is them projecting and it is their own anxiety about their issues. Ooh. That's what I decided. I said what I said. Ooh, that's some real I shit. I said what I said. That is some real shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bringing the therapy to couples therapy today. Oh, by the way, folks, uh, if you sent in artist portfolios, I, I, I made a call, a general call a couple weeks ago on the pod saying, like, we, we need some, some artists. This is a paid gig. Uh, my computer... So apparently, Naomi, did you know this? That on a, a um, an Apple MacBook laptop, I think most of their laptops. I was going to say the lithium ion battery can just uh, sometimes start swelling and eventually maybe explode. That sounds right for Apple. <laughs> That's insane, and yet also not surprising. Mm. All the different ways these things can fail, and the swelling battery, especially when you know, I'll tell you this: Andy and I both have cooling laptop stands <laughs> they have fans in them to yeah. keep your laptop fresh and cool on a hot day 18 bucks online get that online get that online so and, and they're for gamers not for people who spend most of their they're day ready. typing <laughs> so they're ready they're ready for some high quality you know people who are just bros <laughs> really gaming but yeah so uh my computer is in the shop having the battery replaced so uh, i will get to the, i just want people to know that i i want them to know that i've acknowledged that they've sent these in i just haven't had a chance to you know. So now Andy and I are partially sharing a laptop like an elderly couple. <laughs> you can reach us at Andy and Naomi at hotmail.com. Yeah. The way yes. like 70 year olds who are married yeah. have one email address. Oh, one other note, but while we're doing this stuff, we saw that the inventory for the couples therapy quarantine crew t-shirts was very low. So we thought, why not discount them? Yes. Give it so a little that- discount. You can get couples therapy quarantine crew shirts for 15 bucks, honey. That's $10 off. Now that's what I call a deal. So. We're losing money on these. <laughs> uh, 
So go to the the link in the the notes of the show. Go to any of the the links on the link trees in our bios, that kind of stuff, if you want to get them or any other T-shirts. And if you are in the L.A. area two days from now, two, 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 Thursday, July 30th at 8.30 p.m., I'm doing my own show at Largo. It's my first show at Largo. Would love the support. Would love the friendship. I've put together a lineup of all the comics I want to see. If I had to attend a show and had to be there the whole time, who do I want to watch? <laughs> and this is what I've done, okay? So we got Nori Reed, Sydney Washington, Amy Miller, some special guests that only Largo could bring us, okay, mm. as well. So, um... You can get tickets at the door. You can get tickets online at Largo-LA.com. You know what? I'll put in the show notes. Put it in the show notes. Check the show notes. So we got a lot of the show notes. And quite honestly, I got to tell you about our guest. Okay? Because, I mean, we've given them a lot just now. Old friend of ours. Old friend of ours. Our guest is the hilarious, the lovely John Flynn. Okay? Actor, writer, comedian. He is co-host of the podcast Two Old Queens and recently wrote a book called Baked, Sex, Drugs, and Alternative Comedy. Mm-hmm. It is a memoir about his time dealing drugs. <laughs> That's just it. That's just it. John's great. John's great. He's like won a the, lot more to say about it. He's won the he's moth great. story slam. Like He's a writer. He can tell you a real good story, and he is so fun, and we had a great time talking to him. So yeah. you know what? Roll it. We're here for, of course, to talk about the feud between Juliana Margulies and Archie Panjabi from The Good Wife and how that could be a season of the FX hit show Feud. By Ryan Murphy. Oh, By yeah, that would, be, well, that would be great. Season 17 of Feud. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually be really good because I bet they get Priyanka Chopra to play Archie Punjabi uh-huh. and then to play mm-hmm. Juliana Margulies. I feel like it would be, um, uh, you know what? Who? Uh, Anna Taylor Joy. Anya Taylor Joy. Anna, Anna Taylor, Taylor Joy. With, Joy. With That's a, a good one. With a what if? Wait, does Juliana Margulies have a daughter? Wouldn't it be great if, in like twenty years, those two women's daughters played each other's? Wow, it, it would be. You know what? We need more of that. You know what? The <laughs> we need more nepotism thing, in Hollywood. Yes. The <laughs> bravest thing you can do as an actor in Hollywood is not star in a vehicle with your child. That's the bravest thing. Yes, I think we should have yes. awards. We should have awards. Yes. For that. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. Those poor actors whose parents have paved the way and opened every door for them. <laughs> do you know? I didn't know that Mariska Hargitay was the daughter of, and I didn't know that Jamie Lee. Or maybe I knew about Jamie Lee and Janet Lee, but I don't think I knew because I saw some post, you know, for Mother's Day. Right, right. And I was like, oh, nepotism babies. Yeah, nepotism babies. (laughs) That should be the new show instead of Muppet Babies. Nepotism (laughs) babies. Oh, my God. That's perfect. I think with like Jamie Lee Curtis, though, it's like, well, she's it's not like she did that one thing. Like she's done a bunch of stuff. And you're like, okay, maybe her mom being her mom got her in the door, but she probably would have gotten in the room eventually anyway. No, no. That's the thing. You don't think so. Okay. Honey, we in a town full of people trying to get in the damn room. You know, <laughs> right, getting in the room Jamie eventually is not an option. <laughs> you don't think so? I don't. A lot of people so. eventually. Everyone got. Everyone eventually got into the room, right? You. Everyone gets. Uh, hold on. If you have, okay. All if, right. if for some, if you can, uh, if you have the capital, if you can have the energy. Right, the energy to do a day job and also put all your energy into something at night. If you've got that sure, sure. Kevin Hart, Kanye energy, right? <laughs> right, then sure, 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 sure. Then maybe you can eventually make into the room, okay. right? 
that that then it's like then like uh, but like you're game. saying but you're saying like after like once you once you hit your mid 30s when the energy level goes down it's like yes. if you haven't gotten in the room at this point yeah, it's hard. It's hard unless you know somebody go. Somebody has to open the door for you yes, and then leave right. a trail of crackers for you to come in the door. Yeah, and you're thirty. I've you written a I mean? role so specifically for this person. Literally, no one else can play it. Exactly. Right, right, right. <laughs> if you can crush up enough Wellbutrin and mix it in with your Coke, then I'll get there. There you go. <laughs> is that a is that a new thing? Like well, cocaine that's, that is lace, <laughs> lace. Instead of what instead does well it, give you again? What's that for? It's an up. It's like an antidepressant. Oh, an antidepressant. Yeah. It, gives you little, it gives you some energy. Instead oh, of cutting that's it like with two baby cocaines. powder. Exactly, two cocaine. It's like putting Coca Cola in coffee, which they've yeah. done. Ew, who's that? Sounds disgusting. You can see it. You can. Anytime Our I capitalist CVS, masters. I see it's available. <laughs> that pharmaceutical place is just mixing everything together. <laughs> Now, John Flint. Wait, John, have you ever done coke? Because I've never done it. And so oh, I'm, I've done cocaine, I would say, under 10 times in my life. Under 10. All right. Under 10. And every single time, yes, I can't stop talking and get very red <laughs> in the face. But also something that I feel is unique is that I can't stop eating, which is not what you typically hear about cocaine. And it's also one of those things I was like, I don't think I need this drug because, first of all, it is very expensive and I don't have the money. Yeah. But could you imagine if I like blew up and suddenly people were like, oh, John put on a lot of weight. What happened? And other people were like, he started doing a lot of cocaine. Like, this makes no sense. <laughs> Nothing about this story makes sense. I'm no longer friends with you. Like that. <laughs> oh. oh, my goodness. That's so funny. Uh, I realized, John. I know yes. nothing about your relationship history before Brian. Oh, well, there wasn't all that much to know. Honestly, really? like, I thought you mostly... were going to be like, I just realized I know nothing about you. <laughs> that's, that's not true because because I I know you from your stories before, we became, before we became friends. I knew yes. you from your stories. Right. Yes. One of the best we, damn we storytellers out at there. At that theater, which I believe you like to refer to as redacted. Mm-hmm. Yes. Redacted comedy there, theater. I will uh-huh. say the, yeah. Uh, yeah. So we met, we all met sort of in that world and that yeah. circle and stuff like that. Yeah. Yep. So I mostly did like storytelling more stuff. So yeah. Right. Yes. Um, but before I met my husband, I would say I only had like two real like relationships that lasted for a long time, like in my 20s and stuff and like so there wasn't a whole lot of like relationship history to for you to know so there wasn't anything for you to follow up on so don't worry about it it's not i'm not gonna accuse you of homophobia because you didn't know my dating past (laughs) why would you (laughs) that is homophobia. i'm just saying if you were worried that was gonna happen you can rest assured hold on before you said that i was never worried that was gonna happen Uh And now, so now you're retroactively worried. <laughs> Hold on, I've now you're wondering that. what you should be worried about that you're not worried about right now. I've said that to all of our guests. <laughs> I know nothing about your relationship history, regardless. Okay, okay gotcha, now gotcha. here's my question, though. I feel like okay. I'm being attacked. Hold on. Oh my god. Uh oh. Poor straight white guy feels uncomfortable. He's being attacked. <laughs> we got to get you back on scruff. Um, so. But here's my question, though. Did you do a lot of hooking up? Oh, I did a ton of hooking up. I feel like I did that in the golden era of, like, Craigslist. Like, before people were getting murdered, Mm -hmm. before it was, like, super... I mean, like, it was always a little weird. But, like, at the beginning of just, like, oh, wait, we can do this? Okay, let's try it. But it was also in the early days of all that, too, where it was, like, before... I feel like now, with apps and stuff, you can get so specific about what you want. 
Mm-hmm. in like a hookup right. partner. Like you can be very much like, these are the activities, this is what I want. And there's nothing wrong with that, but it's so like hyper-specific and focused now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I but like that's like, I would just like post like apps. on, like, exactly. Like, But I would just be like on Craigslist of like, who's nearby-ish, you can host. <laughs> what are, okay, great, let's do it. You know? Um, yeah. But yeah, that was sort of like, I had like, I was a pretty... Uh, Pretty slutty in the early 20s. I mean, in my <laughs> 20s and stuff in New York City. In the early 1920s. <laughs> in the early 1920s, I really slutted it up. I mean, <laughs> the Dog stock market flapper. hadn't crashed. We didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but given that, you know, you hadn't had a lot of relationships, a question I always ask people mm. is like, how did you then know that your now husband was the person to marry? You know, because I, I, uh-huh. I asked that as somebody who didn't have a lot of boyfriends boyfriends before Andy where I was like it took me a while to like learn what a relationship was supposed to be and what was normal uh-huh. in terms of oh this is what it is to be loved and this is what it is <laughs> to like not have to chase a person you know gotcha I think for me with my husband in particular I think part of it was and I'm sure this is true of you too of like in my 20s a lot of times people would be like oh you have like I because I didn't date anyone for I didn't seriously date anyone for years um and I felt like, and people would occasionally like, oh, don't you want to date someone? And I felt like I could date someone if I wanted to. Like, mm-hmm. I think if you want to date someone, you can. You might have to lower your standards a whole lot. But I think you can if you want to. But I felt, I don't know if it's stupid or confident enough to just be like, no one who I did go on dates on who was a potential felt was like someone who I wanted to date. Like, I was like, oh, I like, you know, uh-huh. like, I like this person to whatever degree. I like them as like a human being. But I know I'm not attracted to them. I know I don't want to build that kind of relationship with them. So it wasn't, but I felt like I could have if I wanted to, like if it's seriously like, because I definitely have some friends who like need to be in a relationship, mm-hmm. and like can't be alone. And that never bothered me. It's never something that I felt bad about myself about. And then with my, with Brian, we met when he was in a very like sort of tough emotional situation. And mm. so it, he was very like sort of upfront and honest about it. And I think, so it was the sense of like his um, his father was very sick. His father was. Um, and so there was a sense of right away when it started was like, hey, if you want to get on board, this is what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. And I think I knew I liked him, that it was sort of easy to make that choice. But I mm. there was a way in which like you kind of had to make the choice a little bit with more stakes right away. Yeah. But I don't know. Like there was something about him that I knew I liked him. And so I was willing to take that risk. Right, 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 right. He's also cute. That helps. He is very cute. Yes. And he's very cute and likes to cook. So he loves him. He's an incredible cook. I'm a terrible cook. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is Brian from out here? He is from the Bay Area. Yes. Okay. So I have a question. Is he more emotionally open? Was that all? I, this is my thing. I say all us East Coasters are emotionally closed off. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'm from the East Coast. I don't think that I'm emotionally closed off, but maybe I am. Uh, he was also like going through therapy. Like he was seeing a therapist regularly at the time. So I think that probably helped with the like, here's the like more emotionally mature thing, way to handle this situation and stuff like that. Right, right. But were you always that way? Because I don't know. Because I think it's like, you're a cool customer, John Flynn. Okay. Okay. We can't right. pin you down. The only way you see John Flynn in this life is you go to his house. And yes, you will have some carnitas french fries. And that's very much worth it. But you ain't getting John Flynn out. Okay? <laughs> is that true? 
That would is be that true? Look, before times? Who knows now? Sure, sure, sure. Before <laughs> times. Like, These days, yeah. Who knows? <laughs> I'm starting to go out. I'm going to do stuff. <laughs> In decade six of the novel coronavirus. <laughs> There's another spike coming, guys. We got to be safe. I know. Um, <laughs> that's what they said on Buffy season four. <laughs> I'm, le- I'm learning to live between the spikes. I'm like learning the rhythm oh, of the cocoa, you know? To be like, okay, a- this is a downswing. This is when I should do stuff. That feels like your new like self-help brand, like mm-hmm. Living Between the Spikes with Naomi yes. and Kerrigan. Oh, for sure. You have to start that now. You have you to retire off of that. I would be a really good. Sometimes I wish I could start great. a cult. But the thing is, I don't like responsibility. You know what I mean? But that's like, what Andy's for. Like he just like comes to you and just like we just need to make these few video promos. We just need just do this one little speech, whatever. You know what I mean? Like other people come to you and be like, just say this copy. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> You're the guru, uh-huh. and then I interpret the things you say. Okay. To get people okay. to give us their money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're Sheila. Remember from Wild Wild Country? Did anyone oh, see that? Yes. <laughs> She's got the poison, and he's got the. You've got the poison in your sleeve when you go to the buffet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so no one can vote the next day. Yes. <laughs> you're the Del Close. I'm the Sharna Halper. Ew. <laughs> I thought that was redacted. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's pre-redacted. Uh, okay. Um, but no, I mean, obviously, I'm teasing, but like, it felt like you got like you were. The, the version of you I knew in L.A., right? Because, like, in New, York, in New York, we're all out and about. Because, oh, like, right, gotcha, that's, gotcha. like, we always had to be out of the house at all times. Like, yes, that's the way yes, New York works. Barely enough room for ourselves in our yeah. own houses. Yeah. But in L.A., I think of you as more like a domestic person. Like, I think of you, you know, like, a very oh, sort of, sure. like, a coupled up domestic. That's why I, that's I was surprised true, yeah. to think that you didn't have a lot of relationships. Because it felt like you guys were just, I was like, oh, y'all stay, like, John's used to being booed up. <laughs> Uh, no, I think part of it is just the difference between LA and New York. But yeah, I think I think I, I it's real easy to keep me home. I'll say that. It's, mm-hmm. it's not tough to be like, yeah. what yeah. if we stay in tonight? <laughs> well, then okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's real easy. You're right. Yeah, yeah, I get but it. But I don't know if that's also could just be a symbol of my age too. Right, as we get older. But also, I don't know. I think it's like, I think you're right more so with LA. Like, it is a more like a chill in the house kind of place. I'm done. Okay, no more LA versus okay, New York Okay, talk. okay, okay, okay. All right. Cutting okay. this, I am okay, cut it off. Cut cutting it off. the core and dropping it down a well. Wow, Thank you. Okay. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> really bossy. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm, oh, I don't, really every, I'm either going right. to gonna have to cut it out of this episode because <laughs> I'm like, I'm sick of this New York, LA shit. Let's just say okay, it okay. for the record. What's the deal LA with sucks. pizza in LA? No. L- <laughs> LA across the board sucks. Okay, New York is now, the best okay. city in <laughs> okay, these United okay, States. Okay, you said you were throwing it down okay. a well. John, <laughs> it's Go the ahead. echo coming up from the well <laughs> as he's throwing it down. Thank you, John. So wait, you're. Uh, did you have any? You had long term. You said two long term relationships, but are are you dating anyone while you're doing these like Craigslist hookups at all? Or is it just Not like really? I dated a guy right out of college for one year. He was my tap teacher. <laughs> um, Checks out. And when we started dating, he was in the closet. Oh, and I was no. like, I'm you're. You you run a tap studio and a and a regional theater and he was like no one knows I'm gay I'm like I'm pretty sure they know you're gay <laughs> and he was like if people found out I were gay they would stop coming to my classes and doing my shows I was like I don't think homophobia is a problem for people taking tap classes in general 
<laughs> anyway, um, so we dated for about a year. Then I moved to the city. And there was like one or two guys I sort of dated for a couple months. But in both cases, it nothing bad happened. Like, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm pretty like low drama and low maintenance. So like it was mostly just sort of like, uh, I guess we're done with this. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Well, <laughs> I'll s- see. Like, and I like there's no one who I've dated who like if I see them, I'm like, oh, that bitch is here. Oh, uh-huh. it's going to go down. You know what I mean? Like, there's nothing. It's always like, oh, cool. That person. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I have at least fine relationships with everyone I've dated. Oh, that's good. But yeah, not a whole lot. It, but it, for me, it was always something that I was like, I didn't have someone that I really wanted to date. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. I felt, again, whether it was just stupidity, ego, or just like it somehow a, enough self-confidence to be like, it's okay that I'm not dating someone right now. And right. the options that I have aren't ones that I'm excited about. So it's fine to just be alone for a while. That sounds like confidence. I don't think it's stupidity or ego. That sounds really good to <laughs> be, be like, I'm not yeah. settling and I'm not thirsty. It's foreign to me. Mm-hmm. All right. But- oh, you, have you guys been like serial monogamous? Like from one Not monogamous, but honey, I was chasing it. I said, oh, gotcha. who's going to love me? I was like, I was a love fool, like the Cranberry song. Oh. And it was just so, so sad. Until? Until Andy met for me. <laughs> How about you, Andy? Cereal? I'm sure you guys have told your origin story a million times on your own <laughs> podcast. Uh, ish. Uh, serial monogamist. Uh-huh. And yeah. then uh, in grad school, just kind of a little bit of dating around. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and then... Up to New York, where I met uh, this lovely lady. But you've been single lady. for a while before we got together. Yeah, because I was because grad school kind of like ripped my uh, <laughs> ripped my made you a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was just like it's it's tough to like have a relationship and also fight the department you're in to do the thing you want to do. Yeah. yeah, well, that was your issue. That was my the issue. Right. Yeah, I guess I could have just written like some bog standard bullshit about Aristotle and been fine. But, but right. you didn't want to do that. But that's no, not what I want. Mr. Show. Yeah, I'm an iconoclast. All right. <laughs> I'm Bob Odenkirk of academia. Wow. <laughs> but okay, wait. Now, John, though. So you know you're yeah. having your hookups, but you know you ain't you ain't in love with these hoes. You're doing your right. thing. <laughs> and then was it sort of, and the tap teacher was like Jersey, and then you moved to New York, and then correct. Did you get right into UCB stuff and the storytelling world? And would you say no? The story? When I first okay. moved to New York, I was a chorus boy. I was doing musical theater. Really? I did a, yeah, you didn't know On that. Broadway? I did a whole bunch of. No, I never made it to Broadway. Broadway, but uh, I did uh, a lot of productions of Chorus Line, Music Man, Gypsy at the Paper Mill Playhouse with wow. Teddy Buckley and Debbie Gibson. Yes. You're welcome. Um, yeah, I did like musical theater stuff. That was my first thing gig for a while, and then. Uh, that got boring, and people were like, oh, you're very funny. You should do something. And that's when, like, the UCB started popping off. So then I just was okay. like, all right, let me try this. But I was also doing, like, one-person shows and whatnot before then. So that's okay. sort of, like, how I got to UCB. Oh, my God. You are a chorus boy. I am mm-hmm. deceased. <laughs> that sounds, I'll send you some pictures. You please. have to, because I'm just, like, imagining you in outfits with your arms extended. <laughs> I will send you pictures. <laughs> Did you ever have, like, a glittery top hat? Of course, chorus line. I did it six times. It's nothing but glittery top hats. <laughs> what was your favorite musical that you were in at that time? That I was in? Uh, chorus line's a pretty good one to do. Especially, I mean, like, I was like, I after my sixth production, I was like, I don't need to do this show anymore. But, you know, like, I've done several hundred performances of that show. But of, of a show you have to do a bunch of times, I'm like, this one's not the worst. Is that uh, the one that's like a one singular sensation? That's in chorus line, da, yeah, da, you got da, it. Da, 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 da. 
Yeah, with the gold hats. Yep, that's the number of the gold hats. With the hats, that's what happened. And so, really, it was that you just hit a wall with musical theater. I guess I'm asking because you know you don't get into stuff like that and just let it go that easily. You know what I mean? Because it's just like when you kind of pursue it and then you sort of make it in. It's like you just being like, I'm tired. You just really know your limits. It also seems like like relationship with a relationship. You're like, 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 yeah, we're good. We've done it. I guess part of it was just like the jobs I was getting offered, which I think happens to a lot of people. Like you start in show business, you're like, maybe I'll be this, maybe I'll be this, maybe I'll be that. And you try these different things. And then there's that, oh, when I do stand up, people like it. So I'll focus more on that. Or when I write stuff, people like, you know what I mean? So that Mm -hmm. I think that was, that's kind of it for me. Yeah. And then was your, you know, if dating wasn't really kind of where your head was at and you're, you know, I think uh-huh. of you as also a very prolific person, you know, like I just felt like you always had a lot of stuff you were, were I mean, shit, busy. you came out of pandemic with a book. Okay. <laughs> that is <laughs> true, very, yeah. very impressive. Prolific right. and pragmatic. Wow. Thank you. Okay. Love a P word. Love an alliteration. <laughs> put that on the back of, put that as a quote on the back of the second Prolific edition. and pragmatic when I re-release it. All right, cool. Eddie Beckerman. But, the Bob um, Odenkirk of academia. Yes. <laughs> and iconic, iconoclast in <laughs> Self-proclaimed iconoclast. <laughs> but would you, like, would you, was your friendship, were your friends sort of your social life? Were you, like, this yeah, is where my energy like, I'm goes. very much, like, a very social person. Like, I love being around other people. Like, mm-hmm. I find, I've I've realized definitely... That's the thing about LA. Like, with New York, you're, like, kind of always around people. Like, it's so hard to feel like you're alone ever yeah. in New York. Whereas in LA, I found I have found myself just being, like, depressed and sort of morose. And I've realized, like, oh, you just need to be around people more. Mm-hmm. Like, you have yep. to sort of make it happen more out here in LA. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously the pandemic was hard because <laughs> there was, like, nowhere to right. go. Like, it's the number <laughs> of people who, like, now I'm starting to see again where it's like, oh, wow. Like, I kind of used to see you all the time, but just because... We were both coming and going from the same place, or, you know, but, but yeah, like being around other people really do energize me. Being around right. other people definitely energize me. Yeah. And like, that's one thing. So not to just plug my book, but I, I wrote this book baked, which is about the time I used to sell pot cookies in New York city, which <laughs> was around the time when we all met. Although I don't think any of you, either of you, I ever had any of my cookies. No, couldn't. we didn't know about no, your no. cookie hustle until later. I like, know. Until until after the fact? No, no, until, I know about it. Well, I I just, didn't know I'm not a, I'm, I don't smoke pot. Or I don't right. do any. I don't, <laughs> do, I don't do pot. You don't do pot? Oh, really, Grandpa? Okay. <laughs> I didn't know about it, I think, until like, I remember when you, we met up in LA where you were like, oh yeah, I've been doing this and I'm kind of tapering off of it. Like when you were kind of wrapping oh, it up. Oh, right, right. Yeah. So I didn't know in LA, yeah, I didn't know about that life. I knew about but, it. I'm just um, not a reefer head. <clears throat> Oh no! <laughs> but what I love, one of the things I loved about the job was I made delivery. So I would just spend all day, like I would, you know, run into like eight or ten different people every day and have like yeah. five to ten minute conversations, and then go on with your day. And it was great. Uh huh. Oh my god! You I were high that. maintenance. I was about to say they you stole were high maintenance, maintenance before high maintenance That's existed. They stole it, it from you. You were the first postmate. You <laughs> I was were the first, the first postmate. <laughs> you were the original high maintenance. Oh my goodness. But post maintenance. Post. That sounds like it's after. Close. It's good for we're st- we're circling it. We'll find we're it. Just, look, we're workshopping ideas. All right. <laughs> um. Now, John, I gotta ask you, who were the hot Harold teams when you were at UC- when you started UCB? Who were the hot uh, Harold teams? Everyone was talking cowbot. <laughs> 
Fire, hot burn, forget it. You couldn't get a seat. Einstein was Einstein treading Ice the third 9,000 is performances they gave. They were so good. Okay, sick, both of you. Now, John, I know you taught uh, storytelling, improv. Uh-huh. Um, obviously, I'm sure there are points like, was that just like, you know, a thing you do to make money? Or like, do you mm-hmm. actually enjoy teaching people how to do the thing <laughs> that you do so well? And I say I do, actually. Who, I okay. still teach. And... It, it, it has been very nice. It's been one of the nicest things in the pandemic to just be like, oh, I'm at least doing this thing. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, I do enjoy it. I, do, you, I definitely can run the risk, like if I'm teaching too many classes or not doing too many other things, then I can get sort of burnt out. But I do find it rewarding. It's, I mean, it's fun to like hear people tell. I mean, I teach storytelling. So people just come and tell me stories and I just tell them how to make them more interesting, I guess, yeah. is, is what I do. <laughs> um, so that's not the worst job to have in the world. right? Um, but so like people tell me all kinds of crazy stuff, which is fun. Um, but it is also nice to like when you see them go, like when you try, like as you're teaching stuff to see that light bulb go off in front of people's, um, like over their head is so yeah. rewarding and fun and exciting to see someone be like, like when someone, when something really clicks for someone and they are excited, like yeah. it's so rewarding and great. What's so the I do ratio like of dud <laughs> stories <laughs> good stories that you hear from students? It's... They're mostly pretty good. Huh. Do you know what I found the toughest is I've done workshops in colleges, and that can be rough. Because they're college kids. They don't have any stories. They don't do sure. anything, yeah. really. Like, yeah. I one time had to spend, like, 15 minutes, like, workshopping a story a guy told about how he farted in front of a hot girl. Oh, no. Like, that was his story. And I was like, okay, let's see how we can make this something. But, you know, like, hey, I, the check cleared, so I got to do it. But, yeah. <laughs> Like it's but you're the not younger getting people it. who sometimes it's, <laughs> it's it's when it's like, but usually like older people like it'll be like after my third divorce I'm like well if you're starting a story with that there's there's got to be some meat here to, to <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah oh that's so funny I've I've only I've done stand up workshops a couple times oh, yeah. and like. I, I actually coaching someone with stand up. I've worked with a couple people like, you know, one on one where they're just kind of sure. talking through the jokes. And I like that. Like, that's kind of like, you know, I don't want to go to an open mic. I'd rather just like talk to funny people and kind of figure it out. <laughs> right. That that's way. like a pre open mic. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But that's kind of what I do too. Like, I don't find one day workshops I think are tough. And I imagine with stand up too, if it's just like, it's more just like, tell me your material, yeah. and then I'll respond to your material, as opposed to like, let's talk about the relationship between the setup and the punchline. Right, like, right. You know what I mean? Like, to not have, Ugh. like, it's like, there's, in a way, it's like, it's kind of just basic, and then it's just like, do thousands of examples of it. And right. that's how you right. learn, rather than a textbook breaking it down, and that, you know what I mean? Right. Comedy so that makes is, sense to me. <laughs> is what I say as soon as I walk in the room, and then I have to wait until I hit the center stage mm. to finish the sentence. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like, comedy <laughs> yeah. is you walk all the walk, way walk, 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 we walk, 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 walk. What she's gonna tell? She's gonna tell us. <laughs> and then I fart, and then everyone laughs. <laughs> and I said, "That's and I it." Go, okay, great. <laughs> and then everyone starts, everyone starts screaming and, and applauding, and, and then you walk off. <laughs> People just send, throw more money at you, take out their phones, yeah. Venmo you more money. Um, <laughs> Um, one last question before we get into people's the questions that you know people have come to uh-huh. us with. I also have yes. one last question. Okay, so two last. Okay, questions. So two more unless, questions. Unless Naomi one last the question. question. Well, you know, you do it. No, you go. No, because mine is a segue into the question. Oh, I want okay. those two relationships you were. In. <laughs> okay, yeah. How long were they each? I would say under two months. Okay. 
Okay, so Brian's really like your... He is definitely my longest relationship. I mean, yeah. <laughs> By a decade. Yeah. Yeah. And bo- But both of those were people I was working with. So I don't know if that has somehow okay. affects the the uh, the sort of math and just like getting to know... Like I was friends with them, you know, and then it was like, okay, let's see if this goes somewhere else. But okay. so, but which I wouldn't count as part of the relationship part of it. Like as far as like right, right, we right, are right, dating, right. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But like, it still was like under two months, you know, more or less, I would say. Were you done working with them when the relationship was over? What, one what of them, say? in one case, one case it was a show and the show ended. So it ended up being what is known as a showmance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where once the show is over, so is the romance. Uh, not in any bad way. It just sort of was like, oh, we our lives are so different right now, and we're we don't seem to be making the time to prioritize each other. So I guess we're done. All right. Well, I'll see you at an audition. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, and then the other one was just uh, uh, it was like a, a temp job that I had, and it just it just sort of petered out. But it yeah, wasn't again anything bad or even like ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, then now actually. So then one other question. Then my other question. What? Okay. Is the tap teacher out now? He is. Yes. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> he came out just... as we, well, because what had also, what had happened was early on, people kept coming up to me and being like, hey, are you two dating? And I was like, oh, no, I'm not even sure if he's, <laughs> then finally I was like, oh, you God. have to come out or we have to break up because I'm not going to keep lying for you. Because I was like, I'm not in the closet. I'm not going to, you know. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank God. Yeah. All right. Yeah. But now is the reason why I want to ask going into questions, you know, people come to us, we're going to answer them. Are Can't you wait. somebody who, you know, in your friendships, in your relationships, do you like giving advice slash do you like hearing problems? And this kind of ties into, of course, again, as somebody who listens to people's stories, yes. which are usually oh. the best or the worst of their lives, right? Like the stories mm-hmm, are yeah. never just the day we were chilling. Right. So <laughs> you're hearing, you're used to hearing people's, uh-huh. you know, right. are you into giving the two cents being like, this is what you need to do. Yes, what I think I tend to do, and this actually weirdly happened a lot as a drug dealer, because there's sort of I was sort of like a bartender where like there were a lot of people who I would like, you know, making my deliveries and like maybe sit down and get coffee with them or hang out with them, whatever, who would just be like, I don't know what to do with my life. Like I talk people through like, should they go to grad school? Should they leave the city? Should they stay in a relationship? What should, you know what I mean? There's something about like a bartender or like a drug dealer where it's sort of like you know something or like people just like to unburden or just like yes, tell you yes. like sort of share some with you and I do love it what I tr- my approach is I try to hear what you want not like I not that like I want to tell you what you want to hear so much as like the way you're telling me the way the story sounds like you don't want to be in this relationship right. anymore right right you know right, right. I mean? like try to like because also because I mean especially that situation was like I don't give a fuck what you do stay with them break up with them I don't care <laughs> but like it's like I think this is what you are saying or this is what right. this is what I'm getting from you Okay. Yes. Okay. That's good. That is so that's, smart. That's sort of like what my approach, I think, tends as consciously as possible is what I try to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. This is beautiful. Mm-hmm. This is what we're ready for. A conscious yes. approach. Let's yes. do it. <laughs> uh, when we come back from the break, I'm, first of all, I want to get some advice on my story. I got a boner at Pathmark. Okay, great. I want to know how to work I have a, actually a pamphlet that. I'll send you about just notes for that already. <laughs> I want to I want to work that into like a real like half hour story. Uh-huh, sure, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But then we'll also answer some uh audience advice questions. So we'll be back after this. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Dear listeners, Andy here doing the ad read again, and today we're talking about me undies. As the male half of couples therapy, I was asked to do this one because we're talking about boxers, which, and I hope I'm not breaking any confidences, Naomi does not wear. Now, if you're a podcast listener like me, you've heard plenty of ads for me undies, and frankly, I'd always thought it's underwear. How special can it be? And then I tried them, and friends, it is like wearing magic. It is like wearing a dream. It is so soft, there is nothing earthly I can compare it to. I am embarrassed, absolutely embarrassed to say I'm middle-aged and just finding this out, but the material your underwear is made out of really does make a difference. I won't say where I usually get my boxers from, but for comparison, me undies are like wearing a cloud covered in angel's feathers, and the other ones I wear are like wearing a bear trap smothered in puke. MeUndies got style for everyone, from all black classics to fun expressive prints in sizes extra small to 4XL. And they use sustainably sourced materials and work with partners that actually care for their workers. Also, I gotta point this out, there is a particular technology that the folks at MeUndies would like me to discuss. Now, you know Naomi is sex negative and I am sex neutral, so I didn't want to have to say what this technology is, so I asked friend of the show, friend in real life, Mort Burke, to say the phrase. So, okay, here it goes. For any listeners with penises and testicles, I can say medical words, I can say medical words, you might be interested in me undies sophisticated contoured pouch and ball caddy. What's that again, Mort? They're incredibly comfortable contoured pouch and ball caddy. Wonderful. Thanks, buddy. Okay, soft underwear comes in all packages at MeUndies. So to get 20% off your first order plus free shipping, go to MeUndies.com slash therapy. That's MeUndies.com slash therapy for 20% off plus free shipping. MeUndies, comfort from the outside in. Can we take a minute and talk about Skims? Now, you know I'm a recent Skims convert, having tried their underwear in the last few months, and I am now living lifted, supported, changed. So I decided to keep trying new stuff. And let me tell you, Skims basics and foundations are where it's at. Yes, I recently got the soft, smoothing, seamless t-shirt. And y'all, it is so comfortable. It's been the perfect layer for me. I'm rocking it under a cardigan or a sweater when I want to keep it fitted and fabulous and not look all bulky. I mean, y'all know I'm back to work. Hashtag blessings. And I'm definitely that girl who is always cold in the office. Okay, I need my layers, but I'm still trying to look put together. And the soft, smoothing, seamless shirt is helping me get it right. And I also got the boyfriend t-shirt in Heather Gray, and it is so friggin' soft and comfortable, and it's giving casual but intentional when I wear it with a pair of jeans. I'm feeling very good in it. So if you want to give these and other basics a try, shop the Skims t-shirt shop at skims.com. Now available in sizes extra, extra small through 4X. Thank you for the range, Skims. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select podcast in the survey and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. 
Again, that's skims.com. Go check out everything they've got and the new t-shirt shop. with John Flynn here to help you handle your scandal, honey. John, people come to us. They're giving us DMs. They're giving us emails. Ooh. They're mm. giving us voicemails. Ooh. Yes, and the voicemails are my favorite. The number is 323-524-7839. You gotta keep it under three minutes, people. You have it's to. gonna cut you off. You it's gonna cut to. you off. <laughs> yeah. You have to. Nothing you can do. Now, I've been, so, I just kind of answer these like random. I'm like, oh, this one seems fun. This one seems fun. But also for today, we uh-huh. uh, uh, so, uh, uh, an audience member uh, read us a little bit because we had answered their question months after they had sent it in. And I got to tell you, folks, the schedule, you know, we batch record a bunch of episodes. We're back oh, down. It's to Hollywood, baby. We only, do, we only do two to three per episode. So it's going like we can't answer them. This right. is more like. Hey, maybe we can offer you some perspective on a problem <laughs> right. at some point in your life. But the, so the I but I do want to try to get to these are some that came to us late last year. Oh God. Okay. So I want to try. You should have even said that. Well, <laughs> now I'm just like, well, they handle. So you want us now. to look at these with like a 2021 lens? Is what you're saying? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. All right. Okay. No, no, it's good. It's good. All right. Uh, Let's do this one first. Hi, y'all. This. is is you can call me V for podcast purposes. So I need your hot take on three different things. The first thing is I need help figuring out how to translate my East Coast way of life and like approach to life to the West Coast. I recently moved um, to North California for a wonderful job and I'm having a really hard time um, fitting in with my nip it in the bud, confront, <laughs> being rather impatient type way of life. And um, <laughs> I, I, any advice to moving from the East Coast to the West Coast is much appreciated. Um, the second thing is um, I am an inch and a half taller than my husband, and also a wider frame. So I'm fat, broad-shouldered. So even if I lose a bunch of weight, I'm still going to be, like, huge compared to my husband. Um, and then add his Vietnamese family to the mix. And in pictures, I always feel like I look like the white giant that is about to eat this um, adorable Vietnamese family. Um, and even in the most loving photos with my husband, I'm like, I'm like, my first thought is like, I look like I'm about to eat you. And I've noticed that Naomi and um, Andy might have either be the same height or have a slight height difference. And so I'm wondering how you embrace getting photos taken, even if your initial reaction is like, I like the patriarchy is winning. I'm so much bigger than my husband and I, I okay, this is <laughs> poorly worded. But yeah. So your hot take on how to deal with a height difference in how it is portrayed in pictures. And then the third really loaded thing is um it doesn't look like kids are in the cards for my husband and me and I really need to hear all the benefits of not having kids. Um I am trying to move forward, but 
um, not doing so well. I was in total tears this morning when I heard yet another friend is pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, And my husband and I have added long distance into the mix. So um, we, it's, it's really not looking like that's happening for us. So I'm moving forward. I really need to understand and embrace, like, what are the benefits, especially as we figure out if we're going to foster or adopt or approach it some other way. Um, But I appreciate any of your hot takes on both my stuff and other people's. So take care. Bye. All right. Thank you, V. V came to us with a lot. She came with three questions in under three minutes. That's good. That's East Coast. That's going to be less than yeah, time. That's East Coast right there. That's East Coast <laughs> efficiency. Yeah. Um, well, John, yeah, you talk about how you have, quote, you know, brought your East Coast flavor to the West Coast. You've lived here. It you were here before tough. us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 all the dumb cliches that you've heard is that, like, in the East Coast, like, yeah, I'm a New Jersey guy. We're all East Coasters. We all lived in, spent a lot of time in New York where it's just like, what is it? Let's go, let's go, let's go. And then you come out here and it's everything takes time and everyone's much slower and everyone's dumber and there's avocado <laughs> on everything and it's just that. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> it's like, get into weed, I guess, because it's just, it's just like... There's an adrenaline and a caffeine in the East Coast that they don't have on the West Coast. So you got to yeah. kind of that once you more get to that level, the happier you'll be, I guess. Mm-hmm, like you, mm-hmm. you can't expect the West Coast to get to speed up. It's not gonna. Right. Right. Well, and but also what do you too, think? well, I would also say, too, I mean, I just like with any city, because, you know, she, uh, V is saying she's living on. Um, she said northern. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I don't. Is it San Francisco or is it like a tiny town? You know, like a different vibe. Oh, yeah. I'm guessing Stockton. <laughs> Stockton. There's a little S- bit of that accent. Yeah. Santa Cruz. <laughs> um, something. Well, where she's I'm like, moving. She sounds like she just moved probably for work across yes. country. So it's probably yes. not like a podunk town. Right. Well, okay. But this is what I'm saying. It's like, you know, but I, what I'm saying is sort of like, there are, you're not the only person who has moved, right? Like people are right, going back and forth all the time. So it's like. You know, finding the people who, you know, who have been here already, but who understand kind of where you're coming from when you say in terms right. of connecting with people at work, that'll be like a good start. And it'll also be people who are like, okay, I remember where you were in terms of being new. Here's the places you should go. Here are the things you should Right, go. right. Here are the things you don't know you need, but get exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. exactly. That's smart. And then I think it's also, um, as you're saying, yes, yeah, slow it down, but it's just like, yeah, think of it. As opposed to how do I recreate what I had at home? Mm-hmm. Consider this to just a whole new thing. Almost so like reset. when you study. Yeah, reset. It's a reset or it's like when you study abroad when you go, this is not my culture. I'm turning it over. Right? And this is not really mm-hmm. foreign, foreign, but I think you need to take kind of that same approach. When you go to a place <laughs> where you are totally, where you're like, I don't speak the language. I don't know what's happening. Honey, I'm just here right, right. and I'm going to see you. They have you- dinner at 10 o'clock at night. That's just when they do it. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take that kind There's of There's a two-hour nap every afternoon. Just take it. Just right, take yeah. it, honey. God, just- I would love to live in Spain. <laughs> I know. He's meant for Spain. Andy's meant for dinner at 10. Interesting. And sleeping in the middle of the day. And a siesta. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think you have to almost tr- have that approach to it so that you let things in and don't try to be as what we are like, which is judgmental and constantly comparing the two. Yeah, what if you, hold on, what if you repressed it all (laughs) and then were just angry all the time? That would help. 
Yeah, that and just would be like really walked around cool. grumbling, like you. That would definitely you, be very East yeah. Coasty of you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you drop a pen accidentally and get so angry you punch a hole in the wall. Like just, <laughs> just yeah, at work. That's at a good work. way to cope. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a great way to do it. Yeah, um, I, uh, I look. I guess this is the thing, which is like. You do have to change. There's no other way around yeah. it, which is what I found. Whereas, like, at some point, you'll get sick of, like, I got sick of, like, hanging out with my friends and just complaining about shit while they were just, <laughs> right. like, while they were, like, I'm, I'm, like, I'm fine with Or they're, like, uh-huh, I understand. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It's, like, yeah. yeah, sure, you may be right, but that doesn't change the fact that you've chosen to live here. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> like. Yeah, well, that also might be a case for V. V might still be, because it does sound like they're still new in their place. Like, they don't have enough other things in your life. Like, what happens is, like, you get here and all you have is, all you have really is to think about what's different. Right. And it's not like, oh, I have a job or these other things are going on so I can complain about those things instead of. <laughs> This is the subway. This right. pizza is garbage. You know, this so is maybe subway. it sounds that's like that's part of what it is too. It's like, but I think your, I think your advice, Naomi, is really smart. Of like, think of it as a whole new world, and so you're not going to recreate what you've got. Yeah, and just sort of engage with this culture as on its own terms, and yes. it will feel yeah. less frustrating. Right, you got a Princess Jasmine. In. <laughs> Don't you dare yes. close your eyes. That's what Aladdin <laughs> says when they're on the. When they're on the rug, he's like, don't you dare close your eyes. It's like, Jesus Christ, Aladdin. <laughs> anyway. Does he, so is he that angry? I, t- I haven't seen that since I was a child. Is he like. It's an intense talk moment in the middle of the song. <laughs> he's sort of mansplaining it to her. Like, here's how you need to experience this magic carpet ride. Uh, don't close your eyes. Don't close your fucking eyes. <laughs> and you're like, okay. Like, oh, maybe I will hook up with Jafar. <laughs> okay. Like, you are he's a street in- urchin. Okay. <laughs> Like, stop telling me what to do. Make me jump on a rug in the middle of the air. In the middle of the night. (laughs) I got on a rug with a street urchin in the middle of the night. That usually doesn't end well. There was no buckle. (laughs) Um. (laughs) No buckle. Okay. Okay. All right. So part two for these. Part two was I'm taller. I'm I'm taller and wider than half inches tall, (laughs) but wider. She also said, and again, I relate to this because I am a very I'm a double wide, and somehow my weight gain has led me to become a wider person, which I think is like rude because the bones are the bones. So shouldn't the body still only be the same width? It's because like the, a, bones are the, bone. <clears throat> the bones are the bones. The bones are the bones. I guess it depends on which corridor you wait. Like, do you do you gain weight in front, back, or side to side? I'm gaining it side to side. David Boreanaz. So, like, your 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 profile hasn't changed at all. Maybe, but everything <laughs> has gotten just wider, and right, I just am like on. so huh. you know. And I'm definitely, you know, so I'm larger than Andy. But it, when you say you feel like you're eating him and his family in photographs, <laughs> I don't relate to that sentiment. I don't. I don't. I don't know she said that. she's one and a half inches taller. Right. I was wondering, which is like nothing. What if he's? What if he experiments with like lifts, or like oh. what if he approaches it like? Because like she, she's right. Like she can't get smaller. Mm-hmm. You know. So what if we make him bigger? Like, what if we <laughs> think of him as a drag king where it's just like, get, cause like with drag queens, it's like you get bigger f- shoes and you get mm-hmm. bigger hair. Uh-huh. So like if he gets like some platforms and a yep. decent wig, they're at least like <laughs> matching. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. she's not over him. Right. What if he also right. bulks up? Like does a lot of protein powders, lifts every day. That, I think that's good for like width, but like that's not going to give you height. <laughs> well, I'm saying combine both things. Yeah, 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 both those things. Definitely. Okay, how about if no Hit one pads? changes? 
What did you say? What did you I say? said hip pads. <laughs> like I'm going like full drag for her husband. Yeah. What if he gets a BBL? <laughs> What's that? Brazilian butt lift. <laughs> That'll put some peppy. You'll definitely walk taller after you get uh-huh. one of those. Yeah. You're I, th- I think the answer to both these questions so far is acceptance. Acceptance is, is the answer. Because, like, Naomi and I, like, Naomi's taller in photos than me. She's taller than me, period, in real life. And I, right. I don't know. I don't care. Like, right. it doesn't. Right. Did, was there a time me. for you guys where it's you cared or it seemed well, weird? The or? issue was for me feeling because, and I think where V is, because I feel like I am fat, I am big. Right? Gotcha. right, I don't like. I'm like this just accentuates the See, fact that I'm your a husband brood. doesn't make you be like, but I'm so tiny, right? Gotcha. Exactly, okay. I'm just brooding uh-huh. like a, just a hulking. Oh God, you know it's like we're like donkey and dragon on Shrek, and so it's like, <laughs> huh? Okay. <laughs> so I get that feeling, but I think it's like, yeah, it is. Look. You love him, he loves you. It's not like you just grew an inch and a half in the last year, right? So it's, <laughs> it's always been, been there. Yeah, so it's always been there. So I think it is a question of like <clears throat> you needing to accept it. I think in photographs, you know you need to be sitting down, sis. <laughs> if that's how you're feeling when you're like in a big family photo, I mean. Like with him, it's like, uh-huh. yeah, you guys are who you are. Or kneeling in front. Yeah, like if you're yeah. in like a family photo where you or do Or bring some like, like apple boxes for your husband. Half apples for the family, full apple for the husband. <laughs> and you're just on the floor. Perfect. And you're just on the floor. I think, you know, if you're, you're really... just doing a split in front of all of them. <laughs> all of our family pictures from here on out is this woman doing a full split. <laughs> I think if that's, you know, because the question is like, is any. Yeah, take gymnastics classes. <laughs> Yoga to do a full split. is the answer. Because um, my thing is like, this is something you're worried about. Is anyone commenting on this stuff? You know, oh, when you it's say, just in your head. That, I'm yeah. wondering, not that it's in your head again, because I n- know that feeling. I mean, I am larger than Andrew. That's not like a perception. That's a fact. However, no one has a problem with that, right? <laughs> Except for me when I'm feeling particularly chubby. Do you know what I mean? So that's right. the question of like, are, is, does his family say stuff like, oh, you're so big? <laughs> or is it just that you is feel the like, giant coming to Thanksgiving is, this year? Is, that, right. is the white giant right. coming? <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, if they don't do that, you know what I mean? And this is like something that you are feeling. It's just an insecurity, ultimately. By the way, if they do. Which is like something to deal with, but it's no more than really a family. Yeah, exactly. If they do do that, shove them down a well. You are obsessed with throwing things down wells today. What's that about? Oh, uh, well, I I don't like to tell people this, but I was baby Jessica. You were. (laughs) I, for years, I'm like, Andy looks so familiar to me. I don't know what it is. But I always feel sad. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. But like yeah, yeah. somehow oddly relieved whenever he walks out of anything. Like when you would walk yeah. out of a place, I'd be like, oh, I don't know what felt good to me. Imagine what I'm feeling. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So V, you need to just love and accept yourself. You can always take a knee in the group photo and then put him in some lifts if you want to have a Tom Cruise, Katie Holmes wedding photo. Yeah. What was part three? Because yeah, because part cats. three was not having kids. Oh, now accept it again. I think accept well, it. Well, no, is but the I do understand she, needing to be reminded. John, you aren't having kids, right? We're not having kids. I'm so happy, so fine with not having kids. I've yeah, been very lucky in that I am an uncle, and so any part of that has sort of like gotten out of me. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad that uh, I don't have to worry about what schools are, are in my neighborhood or mm. any of that kind of in. Uh, stuff i don't have to worry about other kids parents or other Mm -hmm. kids um i think 
uh, I mean, I've never felt a strong like desire to have kids, but I just think like life is so much easier. It's so much, it's so much less complicated. You can do so many more things. You can vacation so many different more places. You don't have there's so there's so few less complications in your life without kids, and I think mm-hmm. it's so nice. And you can fill it with other things, wonderful things. That are gonna be I don't hate kids or think there's anything wrong with them. And I understand like the sadness and going like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to have kids. But there's so many other wonderful things you get to fill your life with. Right. Um, right. So it is. It is. It's sad, of course, but it is not in any way like there's still so much great, wonderful things to do and I know. be and and do with your life. No temper tantrums. No terrible twos. Oh my god. No teenagers, you know, talking back. No. Yeah. How am I going to pay for this child to be educated? No. Oh, we've run out of fresh water in the world. How will my child survive? Do you want to yes. really have an on-the-road situation? No, waking with your up children, the, not sleeping at night because your kids are out and they're teenagers, and who knows what kind of nonsense they might be doing. Exactly, exactly. When like, you say on the road, you mean, of course, him hanging out with his beatnik pals, right? You no, don't mean... I'm thinking of maybe the wrong movie. What's that movie with Viggo Mortensen the and road. a kid? The Road. The Road. Not the, the Road not, situation. Not Jack Kerouac's Not Kerouac. So that, you could worry about that They're too. not going to turn into B-poets. They're not going to have, like, you won't have to, like, think of all, like, the, yeah. like, you don't have to go to any, like, bat, like, sports games or, like, plays, like, school plays. You don't have to, like, right. um... Just like you don't have to worry about pets if you don't want pets, or you can have pets. They're great. We have we both. Well, that's we what I was saying. Like yeah, we yeah. have pets. I'm like there are the things you can have. Yeah, and you also talk about like you know fostering, adopting. Those are both things that are so you know useful. You are really truly saving a person's life. Mm-hmm. Should you guys go down that road? So not only are you doing something for someone in need, but that now makes you better than every single friend who birthed a child. Yeah, yeah. you know what I'm saying. So like hold you, that over their fucking no impressed. No one is impressed. Yeah, we could have all, you, you know, kids. just like, yeah. yeah, it's like you could have found a way to just squish one out. We're but all I said, here because other people had sex. Thank Not impress me much. Thank, Thank you. you. Okay. Yes. Shania style. That, <laughs> that is Shania style. <laughs> Honey. But you, if you make that choice to take what, you know, fostering or adopting, there's a kindness there and you can just truly just, you know, any person's like, oh, well, when we adopted our daughter, taking her out of the mm-hmm. system. She hugged me so tight. I had never felt such love. You know, you can just like bring that into dinner parties. Yes. You can bring that into just casual conversation. In the same yeah. way, uh, parents with kids lord that over us. Correct. 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 Yeah. correct. You can lord that over them. And then you're the top of the, the pyramid. And that's all people Absolutely. really want, right? right? In their relationships mm-hmm. to be the top of the pyramid. <laughs> <in their> right. <laughs> But for yeah. no, but I mean, like, I, obviously, we're kidding about all this stuff, except for the fact that, like, it is a true kindness. So, no, if, that is. Is yeah, route, if that is the route you go, right? Right. right. I, I, think I would that, say, like, overall for V, all of these things, like, the, the larger takeaway is that it sounds like you're, you think you need to fit in certain boxes and you don't. Mm-hmm. And what's great is you get this opportunity to decide what you want and to decide, like, oh, this is what my life is going to be. This is what my relationship's going to be. This is what, um, and, to, it, I think if you can look at it that way, then you'll see how many wonderful, fun, exciting things you still have ahead of you. Did that make sense? Yeah. I felt like That's I lost my way a little that bit. That did. No, that was very true. <laughs> no, it's true. It is an issue of like, there are these things that I don't like. How do I fix them? And some of it is like, and it's, none of it needs fixing. Yeah. Stop looking at it as a, as a problem and more of an opportunity. Boom. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, let's get another one in. Do you have time for one quick one? I sure do. All right, here we go. 
Hi. So this isn't a relationship advice question. Um, here it is. Um, I don't believe in free will, but I do get mad at people when I think that they've wronged me, and I also feel like they should be held accountable. How do I reconcile these two beliefs? Okay, anyways, thank you. I love the show. Bye. Wait, what? Don't okay. believe in free will, but they do get so mad people at people be when they believe they've been wronged and believe they should be punished. Okay, so the not believing in free will, that means that, like, like everything is predestined? Yeah, yeah, predestination, Calvinism. But no, that's not, I get what that means, but my point being, so that means because she, because they don't believe in free will, yes, that means that when someone wrongs her by that token, yes. they haven't done something to hurt them by choice. Right, right. Gotcha. The, the universe has created, has made them do it in some sense. In that belief. And so it wasn't them actively. So like if someone cuts her off in traffic. Yeah. That person didn't mean to do it. The universe needed them to do that. Yeah. That the fated them to do that. So she is frustrated that she got cut off in traffic, but she shouldn't be mad at that driver because that driver had no free will. According to their beliefs, I would say my advice is. Uh, you're wrong about free, you're wrong about free will. Just objectively, people uh-huh. have free will. There are there are boundaries. Uh, as a former philosophy professor, I can tell you this: there are certain oh here we go boundaries to your behavior. Yes, right. But within those boundaries, you certainly have as much free will as possible, and you certainly have a ton of mental free will. Sure. So you're wrong, and. You- <laughs> <laughs> and you should be as angry as petty as possible. Okay. Well, I also think it's it's worth pointing out that like she even if she's right, the fact that she's angry, like your anger is just an emotion. Like it doesn't like it doesn't affect. So it's not like well, I can't be angry because it's not the person's fault. Like you can still be angry that's that person's fault, and you're kind of like not right for being angry, but you still feel angry. But also, if you okay. don't believe in free will. Then your anger is just part of this mechanism of the universe. Either, yeah, yeah, you're a victim so, as well of your anger. Yeah, so you might as well. Okay, if you uh, look, if you're not gonna like buy into <laughs> the logic of the fact that there is free will, then you might as well like dive into your own beliefs and just be okay with it. Then, right? And then believe no one needs to be punished. Well, because the need to be punished is a result of you being angry and feeling like you've been wronged. And so you just kind of can't have both beliefs at the same time. And that's why they're asking, how do we reconcile? And I'm like, I don't think they do reconcile. You can't reconcile the thoughts, but you're predetermined to have those thoughts anyway. So, and you're not actually punishing them. You just want them to be punished. You just want them to, unless you go out and punish them, in which case your beliefs. Maybe maybe the universe (laughs) needed you to get angry enough to go out and murder. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. And that's why this happened. But to murder. Yeah. The not having free will thing is really sketchy. <laughs> I think it like it backs you into a lot of weird corners with arguments. Yes. Yeah, that's why Calvinists don't make much sense to me, because their whole thing is that like what's a Calvinist God, against specifically? Like, the minute you were, heard. the, the minute know. you were plopped out on Earth, God already knows if you're going to be saved or not. So it okay. doesn't matter what you do because. God has already predetermined whether you're saved or not because God's omniscient. That's the argument. Oh, so, okay, gotcha. Do whatever you want, basically, and you will be saved or you won't be saved. But then that means you do have free will. Calvinist sounds like it's pretty free. Do whatever you want. That's because God already knows because God's created the universe and God's omniscient and omnipotent. Yes. So, 
God already knows whether you're going to knowing what choices you're going to make the same as not having free will to make choices? Right, like he knows, but you're going to do stuff, but it's, you don't know what he knows. Yeah, like <laughs> oh, you he, God is somehow... He? Sorry, the, uh, I'm not Ariana Grande. Sorry, v. Uh, so V, um, God knows what choices you're going to make, but doesn't that mean at one point you made them? Yes, but... <laughs> That's why I hate philosophy. See, this is, yeah, this is, we're, we're back into but I, I know. This is why I think all this stuff is bullshit, honestly. Free will stuff is bullshit. Gotcha. All right? Because there there are, it's it's more about, like, how your choices are constrained. You can do whatever you want to do, basically. But your choices are, you're like, because I don't want to, like, I don't, you know, I could go out and, like, you know, go to the shittiest politician in the land and, and punch him in the stomach because uh, they argue, uh, because they anger me, but then I'll probably go to jail or something like that. Correct. Right. There's yes. certain things you I'm could just saying, do. I but... can do that if I want to. You have free will to do right, that. Right, right, free right. will to do what? There's stuff, but most of the times we don't do certain things because we don't want the consequences. Correct. Gotcha. But we could technically so do what that. Are we, so what are we saying to this person is that you, people do have free will, and so if they make you mad, just be mad. Yeah. <laughs> and try to yeah. punish them if you can. Don't punish nobody. I think it seems like the frustration is that they think that like the logical thing that they want to believe should mean that when something happens to them, they don't get angry, but they yes. are getting angry. Right. And so how do they reconcile that? And I would say, one, maybe look at what you think you believe. But two, also, just because you feel a way about something doesn't mean that your belief system is wrong. You know what I mean? Like, you could say, like, my religion teaches me to be nice to someone who I don't like, and I don't want to do it, but I'm doing it. The fact that, like, you don't want to naturally do it doesn't mean that your religion saying you shouldn't be mad or you should behave a I feel like I've lost my way again in the middle of this sentence. But you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. the fact that it's hard doesn't mean that it's necessarily <laughs> wrong, although I don't agree with it. Yes, 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 yes. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> and what I feel is that this person just... I appreciate you listening to the podcast and calling in, but you cannot bring these <laughs> kinds of things to me. Not me. Andy, maybe, but not me. I can't take save, it. Maybe save it for a week when, when you're not there and Andy has to do a podcast <laughs> with that. Maybe Brian Safi or something like that. <laughs> oh, God. I'm saying you're wrong about your beliefs about free will. I'm just <laughs> no, saying I'm outright. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I don't say this very often on the show. That people no, you hardly have, ever. Uh, you never do. But this one really gets you. The but I'm saying that's not a, wow. that's an incorrect philosophical belief. It's like I had to... Uh, <laughs> write my undergrad thesis. I didn't have to. I chose this person, this guy okay. McTaggart. He's a Scottish philosopher, I think, who wrote okay. a paper in the, like the early 1900s that time doesn't exist. And I'm like, you're wrong. <laughs> it does exist. You can't write a logical argument. I, for, and the my professor who was my mentor was like, you can't say this stuff. But why not? Because <laughs> I did spend the first half uh, of the paper, not the first half, the first like five pages or so being like, why would this guy write this what's wrong with him <laughs> oh that he, would think, that he would think time doesn't exist it does this is the thing that like when people say this shit this is what bums me out it bums me okay. out is that they'll say it because it's like a pedantic little argument that they can have at a cocktail party or something like that right but if you were like time doesn't exist and it's like 
okay, then where are all the people who existed before us? Like when you right. like push comes to shove, or if they're like, well, space doesn't exist. It's like, okay, then drive your fucking car into this gorge if it doesn't right. exist. And they're <laughs> right. like, oh, hold what am on. I supposed to do with this? Yeah, yeah. Right. hold on, buddy. I'm not going to do that. It's like, well, it doesn't exist. Then just fucking do it. Right? Mm. Here's a knife. Here's a knife. Stab it into your little throat, buddy. <laughs> Stabbing your little throat, buddy. If if, if objects nothing don't matters. If no, if it doesn't matter. Okay. If there's no that, time. That, stab yourself in the throat. That's Prove not to what we're saying. No taller. No, no. Caller, caller, don't stab yourself do not, in the throat. Caller, but don't do the people that. that anger you. <laughs> no, but I'm saying this. I'm, I think you will. If you give up that belief, you will be more emotionally healthy. Mm-hmm. If you like, just okay. buy into the reality of the world you're in. You will be more emotionally healthy and you will be like, okay, my choices have consequences. Yeah. If you don't believe in free will, then choices mm-hmm. don't have consequences. And then maybe you will be like, oh, I shouldn't be angry at this person or like I should give them the benefit of the doubt because maybe they were like, like, this is the thing I think of when I get cut off in traffic here in Los Angeles, which happens every 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like half the time I'm angry and then half the time I, well, maybe they just like, you know, I have a rush. They have to like go home because they have diarrhea or whatever, and so they're trying to get home very quickly. Yeah, or something. I think I assume defense. a woman is in labor. That's the one I go to. Do you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, oh, there's on the rush. Yeah. They're giving birth in the car. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. you come up with a reason where you're like, let's just say they're going through something right now. Right. <laughs> Thank God I'm not going through something right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I think when you have a more uh, realistic relationship with the world. <laughs> You, then your the emotions flow from that in a more realistic way. Yes, that All was right. very kind. That we, we got yes. there. We got to a very nice place. We got Even it. though I said, "Don't you be coming to me with existential <laughs> questions." <laughs> That's not what I do here. I'm here to tell you who sucks and who doesn't. I'm not here to answer an existential question. <laughs> Oh, John, thank you so much for coming oh, on this thank journey you with us. Guys. Oh, it was my so delight good. and pleasure. My honor. You were the greatest. You a wrote a time. book that is hysterical. And the fact that you wrote a book, I'm like, swoon. You're amazing. <laughs> uh, you guys, I mean, we answered two questions, but technically that first one was three questions. So in a way, it was a That's real true. packed app. <laughs> efficient. We are East Coast efficient. Um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 